Allie here from 100 First Dates, and I'm with my friend CJ. It is January 20th, 2014. It's a cold, gray day. We are on the far Upper West Side in CJ's apartment, and we decided to do a talk show. A brilliant talk show. It's going to be brilliant, exactly. We don't really know um, what's going to happen. We're going to have some guests. We're going to do it monthly. Lots of questions answered, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. We'll take people's questions and topics. I mean, we'll try to answer them. Maybe we'll, we'll be amusing. Maybe we'll be funny. Maybe we'll be sad. I don't really know, but I know it's a new year and we decided we want to do something different, right? Yeah, definitely different than we've ever done before. Yeah, like we've been on um, a few other Friends of Friends talk shows, which was really fun. So we felt inspired and, and here we are. So this is the first one. And it is the new year. The new year for me is a weird time where I don't like resolutions, but I also feel like I need to make some promises to myself. What were those promises? Well, one of them is to do more comedy, actually. Um, to watch comedy, to do more comedy. And I think parallel to that is to uh, drink less booze. I know you look shocked. I see I see the shock in your eyes. Well, I mean, usually booze is sort of a promise of comedy. No, that is that is true. It, it usually at least ends in comedic activities. That's Maybe not for you, but the others around you. For others. That's true. Um, yeah, I just feel like I there's so many activities here. We live in New York City, for God's sakes, and there's so many things that we could be doing that yeah. aren't necessarily just sitting around at a bar and drinking. Right. So this was also my resolution last year and I think before that and I think maybe slowly I'm getting closer to it. So that's sort of the same recurring. One drink less every year. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think. So now you're down to two drinks a night. I actually <laughs> am because if I have three I get so hung over the next day. Yeah. I mean that's just called getting old which also happens year after year. So they are kind of happening together those themes. Yeah. Um, what about you? Any resolutions? Yes, I'm going to write more. I definitely want to explore comedy writing. Ooh. Uh, hone in on that skill because I think I'm funny verbally, but I'm not sure. I'd like to refine it translating into writing. Oh, I, like um, I want to dance, so I'm going to take a dance class. What kind of dance? I don't know. Uh, Hip-hop or probably salsa. Ooh. I took salsa once. Oh, yeah? It was really fun. Um, it's really fun and intimidating. Yeah. But, but I love the music. And Did you have a partner? No. So I went in without a partner. And, and it's cool because you just rotate through anyway. So even if you are with a partner, you're always going to dance with everyone in the class. Um, so it's really great when you're with a, a man who knows what he's doing because you actually don't I mean, you know the steps a little bit, but he will lead you. And as, oh, as long nice. as you let him lead you, it can be really amazing. But then you can be with a guy who doesn't who doesn't know what he's doing and then likes to blame you, which is one dude oh, no. that I remember being in this class. And he would just be like, you're, you know, you're, you're putting your foot in the wrong place or, no, you have to turn this way. And it, it was like we were salsa dance fighting. I don't know. Um, because <laughs> can you do be have that. to let the man lead, like the... That's, right. those are the steps that the men learn and you learn to follow, which for me is hard because in real life I kind of am the opposite, 
But I was ready. I was ready to let this guy lead, and he just kept yelling at me, and I hated him. And every time we would rotate and come around, I would, I would hate having to dance with this one guy. He was uh, there alone as well, and he was just really aggressive. He was like an aggressive little single salsa dancer. That's that sounds kind of miserable. Yeah, I it kind of made me not surprised to know that he was single because he probably yells at people in other parts of his life, like maybe on a date. Um, but yeah, overall it was good. But it, I think you have to go and practice and like go to salsa clubs or places where they have it. And I never did that, um, so I think that's the key. All right, yeah, that's what I hear. The other the other thing would be is hip hop, which I think would be fun. That sounds and really fun. A good workout. There is occasionally hip hop improv classes, which is on my list if I see it happening this year. Oh, okay. Because I feel like there's a rapper in me that I just that needs to I haven't out. tapped into yet. I just feel oh, it. That's great. Yeah. I could see that. Could you? Yeah. So maybe we could do a little, we could be like a dream team, hip hop rap team. Yeah. I could be your backup dancer. Yeah. That'd be great. Like J-Lo. Just I'm like. living color. Yes. Just <laughs> like that. That'd be great. <laughs> so I thought we would talk a little bit about, so this is a dating and relationship and love and friendship and. Life in general. Life in general talk show. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of centered, I think it's centered around relationships in general, yeah. like with people, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of, I think to understand where we're coming from now, Give it'd be interesting. a little background. Yeah, to hear a little bit about, I mean, you can start wherever, but like, what's your, what's Ooh, your I'm background? Going You're going first. Ooh, okay. Um... Well, I'm currently in a casual monogamous relationship, but before that, it was um, a few years, probably three, three or four years of just dating people uh, after a serious relationship. And I guess my longest relationship was three years in college, and then after college, the longest was just a year. But it drug on for about two years after mm, that one year. of those that's yeah. fun yeah. um so how many times do you feel like you've had like real true love huh I would say maybe two times okay it's hard because I think for a lot of us or maybe I just speak for myself but you get time you get caught up Mm. Like, it hurts just as much, but then when you are recovered and you look back, you're like, eh, I think I was just, that was more ego-crushing than heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it's hard to tell. So I'd say if I'm being, like, really strict on the word love, it'd probably be two times. Okay. And you are, do you want to tell us your age? I am... No. <laughs> I totally caught you off guard there. I'm in my early 30s. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I am 35, which is the middle of the 30s, and then we'll see what happens when, it, when I turn 36 and see what I tell people then. Um, I don't really know how it happened, but apparently, yeah, I'm 35. That that, that happened. I think that's a pretty normal sort of back like relationship background, at least for me. I can relate to that, I've had three dudes in my life that I would call boyfriends, and so... Did you love them? Yes, and I think some... I think two were, like, really 
super strong love. And the third, I definitely loved. We said I love you to each other. But that was a shorter one-year relationship. So, I mean, there's no but. It's just, I think it was just slightly different type right. of love. Um, and the other two relationships were th- uh, two to three years. So, so three years is my longest. And that, that last one ended four years ago. So I, I've got four years going on single, which is, that's also interesting to tell people. I might have to start lying about that when they ask you, like, oh, what, well, when was your last relationship? Because it seems like the longer the gap, people start to judge you. Do you feel like that? Um, no. I mean, I think once a guy, if he's judging you on that, it's kind of, that's sort of him jumping to conclusions on his own. But I think once they, if they initially judge you and then they decide to get to know you, they kind of, they figure out, like, single doesn't mean you've been home alone watching TV for four years. Like, you've that's true. dated many, many people. That's very true. And most of them were choices that you've made not to continue dating that person. Or, you know, they fell off the earth for whatever reason. But it's not a... It's not you, like, petting your 20 cats. <laughs> That's right. I don't even have any cats. Exactly. I have zero cats. And I actually just got a TV. So for the past four years, I hadn't even had a TV. So there you go. So I had to be out. I had to be out meeting people, drinking a lot at bars. And I think it's also how maybe you present your singleness. You're a live wire. you like, you're a party girl. You love having fun. Like, you don't want to settle down. Yet. I guess so. I think what you're saying is it depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, and how, like, how they're making you feel and how you're responding to that's them. That's true. Yeah. Because, so. they, like, you know, I've got aunts and uncles who like to ask that question. <laughs> like, family members, it's always a different element. Oh, my family different element. knows better. They don't even ask. They make the under, like, the passive-aggressive comments. There's no Like what? Question. Do you have an example? Like, well, I suppose we've... We can't expect grandchildren anytime soon. Oh, that's wow! That's really sweet. That's really. And what do you? How do you react to that? I was like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Maybe it's not in your, your lifetime, yeah. <laughs> granny. You can only thank yourself. <laughs> it's true. It's 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 hard to to know what to say. Like, do do you say something snarky and sound defensive? Do you do you say, oh, I know, and and sound sad and pathetic? Like, but you don't. These are people putting things on you. You don't necessarily have those feelings, right? I mean, they can always adopt grandchildren if they really want them. That's true. They can have foster children. Yeah. There's a lot of options I these know. days. Yeah. And you don't have to provide no. children with your genes. I told my mother... I mean, I could give them my genes. They just no, wouldn't be true. my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa humor. Bringing the grandpa humor to your talk. That's right. You're going to write that down. Comedy <laughs> writing. Grandpa humor. 101. Uh, yes. Uh, I told my mother about a guy I went on a date with. This was a couple months ago when I was home. And she she likes to just ask about what they do, like, for work. That's sort of something that my parents have always asked, and I think that's really important. I mean, I agree that having a job is important, but what they do, I don't really necessarily care either way, right? Um, so... I said, oh, you know, he works in finance, so he probably has some money. And then she's like, oh. And I said, well, don't get excited. You know, we only went on two dates. And then she said, oh, I never get excited about any of your dates. 
And then I was like, wow, how did this conversation take a turn so quickly? Oh, man. Um, because I like, I mean, I usually yeah. update her, and I feel like she wants to hear updates, but then that's the reaction. Yeah, I mean, I mostly update them just so they don't think I am the single person right. sitting in my apartment watching TV. Like, yeah, you're out there. You want to be yeah. like, I'm out there, I'm meeting people, here's one of the people I met. Because with guys, guys don't tell anything to their parents, and their parents just assume that they're dating, you know, millions and millions of women. But it's different with women. If you don't tell your family that you are actively pursuing people, they automatically think you're, you know, a spinster knitting. Not the knitting is what spinsters do, but just... Yeah, no, that, that, a that's a really interesting idea. I think I think you're, you're totally onto something. I think you're right. Like, guys don't talk about it. It's just assumed that they're dating and they're out there. They're bachelors, right? They're cool. Yeah. And for us, it's the opposite. If you're not talking about it, nothing's happening. Yeah. And you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah, who is like some sort of weird spinster. I have a friend who is in a serious relationship living with his girlfriend, and he recently told me that he truly believes that men need to date women that are younger than them. So he's around 37 and his girlfriend's 29. And that women need to date men that are younger than them. That makes no sense. No, that does make no sense. No, that, that's not it. <laughs> women need to date men that are older. Oh, and men need to date women that are older. Be okay? So that makes no sense. Right. Because we're screwed, right? If right. we're looking for younger men and the younger men are looking for... Younger women. Yeah. And I tried, I tried, to, I tried to have him explain that to me and... He was talking about men and maturity or something, but why it's so great to date an older woman because they are different and confident and, like, free and open. Younger women that care about other things that I don't even... Well, I think there's always going to be a generation gap no matter which way you swing it. Like, you know, a guy who's much older than you can make references to right. the 80s as he lived through them as a teenager <laughs> where you were just, you know, a baby or a kid. Right, and you just went to 80s-themed parties at college. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all you know of it. And maybe your babysitter, like, had, like, 16 candles or <laughs> whatever the movie, and that's your reference. So I feel like the point is it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter, right? <laughs> it doesn't. Age doesn't matter, but it's Age about the person. It, it's about the two people, right? The two people like, together. If they're compatible and they can... You know, they get. I dated a man who, uh, over the summer, um, beginning of summer, a Turkish man, and it was he was really funny, and I could tell like if I knew his language, like we would probably have really good rapport. Yeah. But all of my jokes were lost. I mean, uh, just that's hard. It's like a complete like no expression face like. He didn't, I didn't get his references, oh. like, he was trying to make a joke, and I didn't get it, and it was just lost in translation for both of us. So sense of humor is something that's really important. Well, yeah, sense of humor, but it's sort of like the age thing. You need to kind of understand, like, the background of the other person. True. And, like, similar... Culture. culture similar senses yeah. of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every, I'm sure everyone thinks... I'm sure most people think they're funny, right? Right. Whether, whether you think they are or not is, is, the, is the story, like, the, the different story. And do, do they find you funny? Right. And can you find the same things funny? Right. I mean, because you and I have a dry sense of humor, sarcastic. 
a lot of people don't find that funny, which is ridiculous, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's true. Um, speaking of funny, I had a sort of love that I found over Tinder. Love? Yes, I'm calling it love because it's so ridiculous. Um, a texting, a texting love. Because we had the exact same senses of humor in our text messages. So, I don't know if everyone knows what Tinder is. I've written about it a lot on 101st Dates. But it's a, what, an app that came out in the past year or so. Yeah. Um, a mobile dating app, and it shows you local single people in your area. And it's totally photo-based and mostly shallow, I'd say. So, you know, if you like the person's photo, if you like their face, you swipe to the right. And it's... And, if you don't, you swipe to the left, and if, you know, you've right-swiped a dude and he's right-swiped you, then Tinder... Yeah, it's a match, and that's exactly what Tinder says. It pops up, and now you guys are free to text into forever, if you'd like, or meet up, or whatever the case is. So, I mean, for me, I kind of like it because it feels like a game and it's fun, and it also just gets right to the point. Like, I think you're cute, you think I'm cute, let's just sort of see if we can start talking and take this offline. Yeah. So yeah, so so we I started texting this guy and I already thought his photos were cute and vice versa, I'm assuming and so funny. We were playing off each other. We were texting how long? For two full days on and off. Okay. You know, like I think it started late at night. We were both home and then the next day we woke up and started texting and it was really cold. And so we were both inside watching TV <laughs> in our separate apartments texting <laughs> each other. Weird stupid shit. And, yeah, it seemed like he was the guy version of me, like, sense of humor-wise and interests and movies and music. And it's so dangerous because... It is dangerous. It's like, you see these cute photos, and we have the same sense of humor and same interests, and I'm like, this is it, guys. This is the one. This could be the one. What happened after the two days? Um, we decided to meet up. Oh, and? We had a Sunday afternoon brunch... And, you know, it's awkward, right? You're, th this person's a stranger. We're still strangers. It's daytime. We're both sober. I mean, we had some mimosas over brunch. Yeah, over but it's brunch, no more awkward like, than meeting in a bar. I agree. And so I, I myself feel pretty comfortable on these dates. I mean, I've been on almost 100 of them, probably more in my whole life. So it's not, it's not a big deal to me. This guy's new to New York, and I'm fairly sure he didn't say, but I think he's new to this online dating thing and definitely new to Tinder. Okay. Um, he just kept saying, this is so weird. This is so weird to meet someone this way. And I, for me, it's like the opposite. I think this is one of the most common ways that people meet people, right? Yeah. Um, so you, you could tell he's a little uncomfortable. But I don't know. We chatted about work and life and, you know, moving here. And he's a photographer, so that's really interesting. And projects oh, cool. that he's working on. Um, and then he walked me to the bus stop and I took the bus home. And then he started texting me after that. Like, more jokey things. So I thought, okay, this is a good sign when I text you after. Was he as cute in person? Yes, he was. He I... definitely was. So that was three weeks ago. And so the texting now has gotten, obviously, less frequent. Okay. I mean, people have lives. We have jobs now. Yeah. Um, have you asked him out again? Well, that's the thing. I just, I did. Because I was waiting for him to do it. And then... Sometimes I get torn. Like, I don't want to be aggressive. Right. But I also don't want to wait and just be, like, texting pen pals for the rest of our lives. Right. Because we still... 
you know, in my opinion, like we can, we could get to know each other, but I need to do that obviously in person. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we're just friends. I mean, you hang out with your friends, right? right? In person. So I asked him to see an improv show last week. Okay. And he said yes right away. And oh, cool. I said, okay, let's go on Wednesday. Great. And then Tuesday night he canceled. <gasps> yes. Rude. What was his reason? Have you uh, heard back from him since? He claimed. <laughs> Now listen, who knows, it could, I mean, this could all be true. He said he was really, really sorry, he double booked, he didn't say what, he didn't say what he was double booked for, but he hadn't put that in his calendar, so he thought he was free on Wednesday, and he's not. So I said, okay. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to get into details and ask him what he's doing, like, that's not... Well, he double booked. That's, what he, that's all he said, you know? A date. I mean, possibly. Probably. Sure, why not? I mean, any, anything is possible. So I said, it's totally okay. And he said, sorry, again. So there's like another sorry text. And he said, can we do, can we, can I take a rain check? And I said, sure, it's cool. I said, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I just wrote back very short, two word, like, yeah. I kind of ended the witty banter. And that's, that's the last I've heard of him. It was me saying, that's cool. So I think our love affair is over. Very sorry to hear that. It's okay because it was never real in the first place. But it was just something that I thought was really... When you click with someone, or you right. think you click. Right, and even if it's like virtual texting <clears throat> clicking, but when someone's sense of humor is the same as mine and I'm laughing out loud at text messages, it just gets me excited. Like, maybe there's potential here. Oh, yeah. To have this be something in person. Um... I mean, I just... And that's rare. Like... It is rare. Sense of humor is rare. And it's really important to me. And... I guess... I'm still looking for that. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. So, I'm not sure. So, that's... That's my recent Tinder... Escapade. It's interesting. I... I did try Tinder for a little bit. Um... And I met... I'm trying, I can't even remember. I met two people, I think, in person. Mm-hmm. From that, two or three, maybe. Um, it's hard to remember. Um, maybe because <laughs> they, they were so <laughs> memorable. <laughs> maybe because they weren't very memorable. But um, one of them, I think I'll be friends with. Uh, there was no Hey Baby vibe from either of us. Yeah. So, but we still keep in touch, and we're still friends. That's cool. And he knows that I'm dating someone right now. <clears throat> Casually. So, can we, can we hear a little bit of, more about what that means, casually, monogamously, dating? Um, well, at first I had struggled with it. But now I'm starting to warm up to the idea a little bit. Because basically... I mean, we're not sleeping with anyone else. Okay. We're not dating anyone else. But it's it's probably not going to end in marriage. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. But we enjoy each other's company when we're in each other's company. And I don't know. I think I need to embrace it a little bit more because I can sort of do whatever I want and know that I'm going to have someone who isn't, you know, isn't out there. Do you trust him? Do you guys trust each other? I trust him to an extent, but I definitely have my own trust issues, so Mm -hmm. it's a little bit harder for me to trust 
people. Okay. So let's say next week we go out to a comedy show. Maybe we have just one drink maximum. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're mingling. We're talking to Staying people. sober 2014. Yeah, we're super sober. <laughs> sober 2014. Um, and we happen to talk to some cute, funny guys. And one of them you like. And he gets, once your number, ostensibly to take you out. Are you open to, to, to doing that? Well, I would, I would tell him, like, hey, I'm in a, this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really great to, like, go out for drinks, but it's gonna have to be platonic. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how a guy would react to that, if you, if you say that all up front. Well, so far, I mean, because that's actually happened, um, I don't, I guess I didn't really like the guy, Mm -hmm. but I liked him as a friend, Mm -hmm. um, and they were totally cool with it. I, I was surprised. It's only been one. (laughs) <laughs> so, it's not like... <laughs> but if you fall in love at first sight, you're not going to give that speech, are you? If I fall in love at first sight... Or first speak, or first laugh, or something. Um, it's hard to say, because... It's... I mean, I've lived here for a while. Over five years. And I've never fallen in love at first in New York, you mean? In New York, yeah. Yeah. Or anywhere. Right. I don't even think that's, I mean... It's just not my personality. Depends on who you are, right? Yeah. And I, I don't see you as that, and I'm definitely not like that. I don't... I believe in lust at first sight. I think yeah. you see someone hot, and that's gets you going, but I don't think that's love. Right. Um, by any means. I think maybe other people do. Yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm sort of like... It takes a lot for someone to get to know me, so I don't think it'd be easy for someone to just be like, I like you, can I have your number? Right. It'd be a lot more... They ha- they usually have to work a little harder with me for that. Well, you're worth it, so... <laughs> yeah. They should. They should work harder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even have that. I don't even have a casual monogamous relationship, and that's that's fine. I just... I think it's winter, though, and I feel a bit... I don't know, lonely at times, or maybe I want to cuddle with someone, and... Maybe you just I, need a cuddle buddy. Well, I don't know, so I go back and forth, because I do have at least one person in my mind that I could call to mm. have that. Yes, yes. As you know who that is. And I don't call him, so I, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm bullshitting myself, thinking that I want something, like, fun and casual, because it's winter and that's all I want, and really, maybe I want something more. Because I could, I, I could have something fun and casual. Right. I don't know. These are the questions I ask myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like, I don't know. I, I like the distraction of having at least one burner going and, like, two more, like, on simmer. Oh, that's right. You have, yeah, you've got, like, a stove burner theory. Can you talk yeah. about, tell yeah. us about that. Well, I think it's good to have a couple of burners going. Um, but, I mean, obviously, if you're monogamous with one of them, you're not doing anything with the others. They're on. So one sexual burner, but maybe there's... A couple of, like, people that you've benched. Right. <laughs> benched. Well, yes. <laughs> you know, they want to yep. be put in the game coach, but, like, they're, you know, they're sitting down for now. Okay. I I see that. Sounds like a... That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like the book, uh, The Four-Man Plan, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess at any time. There's always people in our lives that we sort of could reach out to. 
but the question is just like want or desire or what, mm-hmm. what are we really looking for? And I think some days I know and other days I don't know. I, I, I really, well, that's, yeah, that's sort of how I feel too. And everyone tells me, you know, don't settle, don't settle for anyone, blah, blah, blah. But then I got this postcard from one of my girlfriends on her honeymoon. It's of the Taj Mahal. And she wrote and said, a man built this for his wife. The rest of us have already or eventually will have to settle. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. So we're not getting a Taj Mahal? <laughs> not getting the Taj Mahal. Interesting. Which I always come back to, and I'm like, you know, I'm not really settling. Like, I'm having a good time with my life right now. And when I feel like it's settling, that's when I need to change. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think these are great questions, and maybe, like, people can write us answers or yeah, offer we, to come Yeah, we can in. ask some of the questions. Yeah. And yeah. Offer to come in and interview uh, answering the questions, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think... Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have some guests on from various backgrounds, men and women and gay men and, um, gay women, gay women. Absolutely. Just people with different points of view and, and to talk about their experiences. Um, and yeah, we really want people, I want you guys to make this your own talk show because I mean, we, we talk to each other every day. We don't need to record it, but we're recording it to hopefully reach, you know, strike up a conversation. Yeah. With, with people from, from everywhere and from different backgrounds. So if you have questions that you want us to like banter about, um, and put a funny angle, light ish. We try to keep it light. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to start crying on air. No, we'll, we'll press the stop button. If some of us stop, either one of us starts crying. (laughs) Feel free, but we may not we want to keep it kind of fun. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it light yeah. and fun because that's how we're trying to keep our dating lives, light yeah. and fun. Yes. But, like, yeah, ask Good questions job. or we ask questions and you give us answers or topics or anything. Um, some of the things that we will be talking about in the next few months that people have asked us about are how to sort of deal with dating in the digital age, which is now, and when your personal life is all over Facebook, Twitter, Foursquare, like, how do you sort of stay private? And I think, what does intimacy mean to people these days if if all of yourself is out there? Which I think is really relevant and interesting and means different things to different people. Totally. Uh, we have one of our guy friends who wants to know when a woman, or how a woman decides, right? When how it, she decides whether it's a long-term relationship, a casual relationship, or just a sexual um, in the bedroom, buddy right. relationship. How do we decide that? When does that happen? What are what are our sort of standards or criteria? So that that's a good question. Um, and then also just we had a question about as we get older and recognize our own flaws more, and people are see it more clearly in you, I guess, as you age. Apparently, you see other people's flaws more clearly, which I, I, I'm still blind. I mean, if I like someone, (laughs) they're, like, perfect until, like, month six. Right, which is why love or crushing on someone is so awesome. Yeah. But I think we get older and get set in our ways, maybe. Sure, you get more stubborn. You get more stubborn and maybe more judgmental. Oh. I'm seeing that question like that because I think... I think sometimes that, I think I can be more forgiving and more judgmental, both, like, as I age, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. But please, uh, send us, send us an email, write something in the comments, 
tweet at 100FD100FD, any questions, comments, anything you want, and this will be happening monthly. Yeah. And there'll be, yeah, some new voices and faces coming up. Perhaps month six we could even open our own Twitter handle when we have a name. That's right, and we are (laughs) desperate for a name for this talk show. We're just right now calling it Talk Show. Yeah. Which... We kind of like, but it's very generic. It's simple, but, but generic. But it's straight to the point. It is straight to the point, which I feel like we're two people who are often straight to the point. Try to be. To our detriment, probably. Yeah. So yeah, if you have any ideas of names for this, we're share those as well. And we will see you next time. Adios. This is Allie of 100 First Dates and CJ. CJ. Have a good day. You